Welcome to Powered by Her, exploring the stories of how area women power their business. Hear from the growing network of female entrepreneurs of the Upper Cumberland with your host, Tiffany Anton, director at the Biz Foundry. Powered by Her starts now. Hello, you're listening to Powered by Her. I'm Tiffany Anton in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. Today, I have Andrea Camacho from the Center School of Dance with me. Hi, Andrea. Hi, great to be here. Thank you for coming. Tell me about your business. What is the Center School of Dance? The Center School of Dance is a dance school committed to training dancers and also instilling the godly values that parents are still instilling in their kids at home. So what did the motivation, where'd you get the motivation to become an entrepreneur and start a dance studio? So my story is a little bit different than most entrepreneurs. Um, I grew up dancing in a school that was part of a church And I taught in that school and was moved into leadership in college. And then right after college, that um, for me, that school dissolved. It was a nonprofit. The church dissolved. And so I basically just took that student body and the um, resources and started the center. And so it's not really my dream. Like most people would say, it wasn't really my baby. It's not really my dream. But it is continuing a vision that I love. So, um, yeah, that's how it all got started. So as an entrepreneur, you know, your trade, you know, dance inside, outside, backwards and forwards. What, um, but you need to know many other things to be an entrepreneur and run a business, a successful business. So what kind of skills did you have to learn to, to run a business instead of just be a dance teacher? Right. There are so many other things. And that's one thing I always tell people, like, if you love dance, just stick to teaching dance because if you become a business owner, you're going to be doing so many other things. Um, I am so grateful for the experience I had in um, CODA, which was the nonprofit before I started the center because I got to learn so many of those admin leadership skills outside of teaching. But when I did become a business owner and was kind of the one person responsible for that, it's just a huge learning curve because you do have to think about marketing. You do have to think about the numbers side of things um, and then retention. And then the new thing for me as the business grew was learning to how to hire and retain a team and train that team. And so um, there is just so much to learn outside of teaching dance. Um, how long have you, how, how long ago did this start? So this is, we're in our 10th year, which is crazy. It's going to be our first decade Um, of doing this. And so it started slowly. And when you start a business, you do everything. You wear all the hats. Um, And I think that's the hardest part is wearing all those hats because you're doing something that's probably not naturally in your skill set. And so, um, you know, that's always my advice to new business owners is to decide quickly, you know, what, where you shine and what are the first things you'll start delegating to other people when it is time to bring a team on. How did you learn those skills of to wear all those hats? How did you learn how to be a marketer? How did you learn how to do the numbers? Yes. I think I'm still learning. Everyone's still learning. But for me, um, I just used the internet so much and found people that knew what they were doing, not in my state, not in my town, that were successful as studio owners. And, um, you know, learned from them, learned what they were doing, watched other things. And I had been... Knowing I wanted to own a studio for a long time, I just thought I would be a lot older. So my degree at tech was um, really kind of, I put it together as multidisciplinary studies, but I made it to be what I needed to be. So I did study business. I studied business, um, early childhood development, and exercise science. 
And so I do have that business background at the college level, so that helped a lot. And then just learning from others that are doing it well and that are successful. What do you think your personal strengths are that help you to be successful in your business? I am a huge visionary. I'm that person. They always say either you're the kite or the string. I'm the kite. That's like, I've got this new vision. We're going to go here. Um, and so I do have big, big vision. And then I've just been so blessed to be paired with and partnered with people that can help make that happen. So I'm the big vision. I do love the marketing side of it. I love connecting with this is what people are feeling. This is where my target audience is. Um, so I think I can really connect with people in that way. And then I have been blessed with a team that can come in and fill all those details. My weakest area would be details, the tiny little details, day to day things. Um, of course, I can do it. You've got to learn how to do it. But I know for me, that's not where I shine. And it's good to know your strengths. And sometimes I think uh, those detail oriented people, they're so different than me personally. It's its difficult sometimes. But I think knowing everybody's strengths is so helpful. Yes, for sure. You're listening to Powered by Her in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. I have Andrea Camacho with the Center School of Dance in today. Um, let's look back at when you got started 10, 11 years ago. Um, where did you find the support emotionally um, to kind of keep going? Right. And it, like I said, it was um, for me it was carrying on a vision and everything switched so quickly. I think we had four weeks where we found a new space, decided like we were going to keep this vision going um, to turn it all around. So it was really a whirlwind. And I have to be hugely thankful to my parents. Um, my dad has a lot of business advice. Um, and my mom had already been doing the books for the school that I grew up in and the school I had been teaching at. And so they brought a lot of that support in the beginning and that knowledge as well. And um, then, like I said, just connecting with other people that are doing it. But for me, I just knew deep down, like I had this fire of this is going to work. You know, I'm going to I'm not going to let this vision die. This was so huge in my life as a dancer and a child. And I just knew that I had to make it work. Um, or at least try for the kids in this community. So 10 years ago, how old were you at 10 years ago? I was like 23 years old. I just graduated. Um, that doesn't sound young, but to me it seems young because I had really thought I would move into that role. Like once I had established a family and my kids were older and I really thought I would just teach until then. So I, you know, it I was young. It sounds so young. <laughs> it sounds like a baby. Yes. So who are, are there mentors that you found 10 years ago that you still look to to this day to kind of touch base with and run ideas through? Yes. Yeah, so like I said, my parents have been huge and instrumental in that. Um, I have the former director of the school, Dana Bailey, um, who founded that program, who I trained under for years. So from, you know, there's she's definitely still there for emotional support. She came to like our first five years of concert. She was still there for me. Um, and then I have found um, over time some other national leaders. There's someone called Misty Lown, who has just become a mentor for a lot of studio owners in the nation. And so she's someone I really pull support from as well. And then I've got studio owner friends in Knoxville and Nashville that are doing it and doing it well and doing it a little bit differently than I do, but we all just stay connected, um, you know, and support one another. How important is that connection with other people doing what you're doing? It is huge because you feel like you're on an island and you're the only one dealing with these problems. But to know that everybody in this industry has the same wins, the same highs, the same lows, and to just hear the creative ways that people solve, um, solve problems and come up with solutions is huge. And then it also helps you identify your brand to know, well, that's the way someone does it, but that's not necessarily the way we're going to do it. But having 
a range of ideas to pull from instead of it just being your own ideas is just huge. What advice did you get early on from maybe any of those mentors or that that you really stuck with you over the years? I think there's so, so much. But for me, knowing your why, you have to know why you're in it. There's a whole, Simon Sinek wrote a whole book on it, um, on knowing your why. But you have to know your personal why and what you want out of the business because it's easy to get pushed around by what the customers want. Like if you're good at marketing and you want to give people what they want, it's easy to lose your vision and your why of why you started the business and what your core values are. And what do you think so, your why is? What for is? My why is because I started in this program, it's continuing that. And for me, my why is to see kids connected with their dream and their destiny and giving back to this community in a huge way, whether they go on to become great dancers or not. Um, and so for us, and, and my husband has joined me in this journey. That's something I didn't talk about. Started with just me. Now my husband and I work in the business together full time. And so for us, deciding our why together really has been that, that we are helping children discover their dreams and to really influence and impact the community in a positive way. You're listening to Powered by Her in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. I'm Tiffany Anton and Andrea Camacho from the Center School of Dance is with me today. What, um, let's th- think about a time that has been really challenging for you as an entrepreneur. Can you? Anything come to mind? Yes, 100%. <laughs> uh, or so many times. No, for me, the biggest thing would be, and I think as a female entrepreneur, anyone will go through this, was the birth of my child. Right now, I only have one child, but first time, being a first time mom is hard. And our business was at a place where it had been just me doing a lot of things. And I knew through this whole pregnancy, like, I'm going to have to build this team. I'm going to have to take time off when the baby comes. So during that whole time, um, you know, I started to try to build a team, but when you're new, I was clueless. I was really clueless as to how to do that well and how to lead well. Um, and then my baby decided to come a month early. So <laughs> here I thought I had a month to hustle and still get people ready. And, you know, you just can't plan any of those things. And that's the biggest thing as an entrepreneur before before I had a child was you really feel like you're in control of so much. And then you really aren't once that happens and you just have to go with the flow. So that for me, of course, was one of the hardest things of learning to try to build that team, knowing I didn't do a great job because the baby came early, a month early. And, you know, we were back in the hospital with him some, um, but we survived. The team survived. It might have not been the prettiest thing, but we did push through and we survived. And I think we all learned a lot through all of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Do you think that it was it was it tough to put some trust into new people along the way. How do you how do you deal with that? Putting the right people in the right place for sure. I think in the beginning there it wasn't as much of a trust issue. It was um, it's just trusting that things are going to get done exactly. I have trust in people, but for me, learning to set up of what people don't know, like when you've been in your business forever. You just assume there are things people know or know how to do. And so for me, it was just realizing like, oh, I have to dial this so far back to starting at like ground zero to build up exactly what people need to know about me and our culture and the way we want things done. Um, So that was the biggest learning curve for me. To kind of set some company standards uh, of what the expectations were. Yes. So so describe your company culture. What would you, what are some values that you hold with your, your team? Yes, for sure. So we have our set core values of excellence, integrity, and heart. 
And so excellence for us is that we are offering a, t- a high level of education um, in all the in all of the areas. And then integrity, we are a faith based school. So while we don't require anyone to be a believer of, of the same faith to work there, that integrity component component is important to us. That we're building character, we're building trust, honesty, so that we are a culture that doesn't have gossip. To where we know honesty is paramount. Purity is really important to us. Um, and just being a place where when you walk in, it's family first as a family culture. And then the last one is heart. And that is that the hearts of our students and parents go above every above everything else. It trumps that. And so we don't look at a child as a number or just a body, but it's a heart and a soul with dreams and passions. And um, so those are kind of the core things we base everything on. What keeps you going in your business to keep, you know, inspiring these hearts and for me, I, my faith obviously is a huge part of it, but for me, it's even, um, I'm thankful that it's not my vision and my baby, that it didn't start with just me because that is empowering. When it, you go through times where it's hard or it's dark times, for me to think back and go, um, I'm just carrying the torch. And that's something that all of my staff knows. When you come on, we're in this season of this thing started before me. I hope it goes on long after me. And so I'm just in the season of carrying the torch and I want to do that well. And I don't want to be the one who has the torch when the flame goes out. (laughs) I want to be, um, as long as it's supposed to be going, if it's on my watch, we're going to do it well. We're going to do it with excellence. And that helps me me make the hard decisions to say, on my watch, um, I have to do things right and do things with integrity. What um, What are some things that get you through the tough times, the obstacles that you face as an entrepreneur? That long term vision. Um, like I said, my faith, and then just knowing it's a season, it's going to pass. Like nothing is perfect. And that for me was hard in the beginning. As a young entrepreneur, you think you're going to get to this place where like everything's perfect and it's going to run smoothly. And um, just growing in maturity and realizing that's not going to happen. Probably every, it's just like normal human life. There's going to be things that aren't perfect. There's going to be things that happen. There's going to be things that break your heart. Um, But to know it's a season, it passes, you learn from it and that you can move on. So um, that kind of knowing that there's always hiccups that come around, um, do you think you've made it as an entrepreneur? Not at all. I'm like, (laughs) we just finished the first decade. I have so much vision (laughs) for so much more. How will you know when you've made it? I don't, for me, I don't know that I will, um, that I'll ever get to a place where I feel like I've made it um, because I just always want to be growing, want to be learning. I think for me, success does look like at this point, you know, we have some financial goals. You have some family goals um, now that we have a child. Um, but for me, I hope to always be growing and expanding. And I'm, and that's what I've come to settle myself with is I'm not sure that I'll ever feel like I've officially made it because I'll hopefully always be growing and dreaming for more. So as an uh, entrepreneur, you know your trade, you know dancing. Um, do you, but as running a business, I'm sure you are not dancing like you mm-hmm. used to be, or maybe even you thought you would be right, 11 years sure. ago. So do you miss that? How do you keep a balance of really being able to do your passion, but running a successful business? Right. And that for sure is something right now, because right now I'm not even teaching. You know, it's like when I decided to give up dancing to start teaching, you have a little bit of that loss. Um, then I, when you open up the studio and I feel like I've slowly given up teaching to run the business well. Um, and I know it's a season, but like when I get to go back in and subclasses, I love it. 
And that's something we're actually working on now as I'm trying to figure out how to involve dance in my life to a place where it's a passion. But I'm kind of glad it's not connected so much right now because it still is a hobby and it's a passion. It's something that fulfills me on my own, for my own personal fitness. Um, but that's definitely part of my dream. Um, and my goals is when the, when the business gets to the, the place where I don't have to be doing so much at some point in my life, I would love to go back to being more involved in the dance side of things. What do you think your special ingredient is? What makes the center different than any of the other dance studios or what what's, makes you guys special? Our culture, for sure. Um, one, we are faith-based in those values that we just pull into everything. Um, but the fact that we desire excellence above all else while still balancing out the heart and soul and um, dreams of that child, I believe, really sets us apart. Do you think that... Um as an entrepreneur side of things, as, as opposed to just a teacher, do you lose some of that touch with what you're instilling in your, your students? Or um, do you think you see that you have a bigger reach now? I definitely see it as a bigger reach. And a part of what I love about what I'm doing now is that I'm coaching and mentoring a team. And it's a team of a lot of teachers that are instilling those same values in the students. So I see it as instead of me only being able to touch the kids that I can physically be in the room with by mentoring and coaching this team of teachers um, and cultivating their hearts and their spirits, they're in turn doing it. So I can make sure that all 300 and some kids in the school have that same, that same impact. That's such a huge impact. Do you ever think about um, reaching outside of the upper Cumberland and expanding outside of this area? Yes, for sure. Um, My husband and I right now, you know, we started doing little workshops, other studios, you know, collaborating with them. That's definitely a goal. Um, We would love to get more into the online space. And, you know, I would also love to continue my passion for training teachers into the online space as well. So we do have dreams for outside of this area at some point, whenever that comes. You mentioned your, um, your schooling background. Was education part of that at all? Did you, you said you had early... Yes, early childhood. And um, yeah, my degree is actually in education. I didn't get licensed because I knew I wouldn't be able to leave school in time to get to a studio to teach dance. Um, So yes, I do have that education background. And how do you think that that has helped you? I love teaching. And that's why I decided to choose that major is I just knew when I got into that first like 1000 level course that was all about teaching. I was like, this is what I want to do. And for me, that was always teaching dance. And for now, even though I'm not with children, I still am with students on a regular basis, but um, I'm still teaching and coaching staff. And that I know is a huge passion and a calling in my life. And so it it has just kind of evolved um, as I've gone on to who I'm teaching. So um, 10 years, you've been around for a while. You kind of know what you're doing. You're, you're, you took the floaties off and you're swimming a little bit. What can you advice can you give to female entrepreneurs in general, not just dance studio owners, what do you think um, you you learned along the way as an entrepreneur? Yes, as an entrepreneur, um, I've just learned so much about personal growth and development and that we always need to be learning and that your team and your business can only grow as much as you are growing. So to really invest in yourself um, from the beginning and even in those beginning stages when you think you might not be able to to afford to invest in your own training or mentoring or coaching to do it because you're the only person that can do that. How do you invest yourself? in yourself? What do you so do? for myself, um, like I said, I've got some coaches in the studio business um, and mentors that we invest in on a regular basis. 
Um, I'm also always listening to podcasts, reading books, and just trying to build that personal habit of getting up early instead of scrolling social media, which I do (laughs) too much sometimes (laughs) still. Um, But to spend that time really building those healthy habits of reading, of listening to podcasts, of of connecting and talking with other people. What is your favorite podcast that you? My favorite podcast is Entre Leadership with Dave Ramsey. Okay, and what what have you read lately? Um, I am revisiting How to Win Friends and Influence People. I feel like. Everyone should read that at least once a year. That's yeah. huge. Um, and then John Maxwell, anything John Maxwell on leadership is really great. Okay. Um, you're listening to Powered by Her in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center. We have Andrea Camacho in here. And what's the future? What what What's the direction? What's next for the center? For the center, uh, we want to continue growing and reaching the community, hopefully Um, you know, growing in students, which would mean growing the team to continue to do things. Um, We're looking forward to continuing our community outreach with dance companies and, um, you know, looking what that would mean. We're hoping to pull our alum, which are people that have danced with our school before um, that are in our community back as adults to continue giving back to the community in different ways and to continue dancing in different ways as well. What about you personally? Where do you see? So it sounds like you want this as an entrepreneur. You didn't have the bug to just be an entrepreneur, period. You wanted to own a dance studio. Mm -hmm. What do you think you would expand into other realms of entrepreneurship or how do you see? Yes, probably at at some point. uh, Once you are a leader and you kind of catch that entrepreneurial bug, um, you know, it's fun. And so I always have I am one of those people that always has ideas for 10 million things. And so you know, prayerfully in the right time. I think there's a couple other things probably still along the line of dance I would do. Um, and like I said, I would I would really like to move into something more on the online space because it would allow me to still be with my son. Um, personally, we do have goals that are just family oriented as well. Um, loving, loving children, hoping to maybe foster or adopt. And so that might be down the road at some point, but I know that, you know, it will be, it will require time away from work, time to focus on family. And so I'm looking forward to a lot of those different things. It is tough to balance it all, isn't it? And Mm -hmm. we put so much pressure on ourselves as women that we have to be successful at every single thing. So what do you what do you feel like you how do you learn to balance it all? I have learned from some really wise people that balance doesn't look a lot like doing everything at the same time. It looks a lot like a scale as in I'm all in at work or I'm all in at home. And that it's really kind of impossible to be all in on both things at the same time. And so that has been huge for me to say if I've carved out this time to work, like right now my son is in Mother's Day out, then I'm going to be all in on work stuff. And then I'm still not great about this because I still work from home sometimes. But during time that's supposed to be focused on him, I'm all in at home. And I have gotten better about saying this is my time to focus on home. I'm going to do laundry. I'm going to do dishes and not feel guilty. Because in the beginning, if there was anything that wasn't focused on the studio, I felt guilty. I felt like I was leaving people down. And um, But you get to a place where like you self-care. If you're not growing, if you're not taking care of yourself and doing the basics of getting groceries and cooking yourself a meal, um, you can't be who you need to be for other people. Yeah. It's really important to make sure that you're good first and then you can have everything else go smoothly. Thank you so much for joining me today. You've been listening to Powered by Her in the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. We had Andrea Camacho in. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me.